Yeah, it's once, it's once for you, God. Cause you the Lord of my life. And you're just so amazing. Yeah, on the streets I'm praising. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. He gave many inspiration. God is amazing. Lord, you're so amazing. Please look out for me. Lord, I just want to speak my truth. No, Lord, I want to speak your truth. Lord, it's a testimony to all the things that you carry me through, me through. I've been so gone for so long. Suffering, suffering When I knew who to call on With the flesh I was struggling Ay, And what did I do? Run to the broad path that the world let me do well, Back then, if only I knew Would Jehovah and store I would've never run to you Hey, on the streets I'm praising God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing He gave many inspiration, God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing Now prepare your hearts for opening prayer by your own and uh, Prophetess Niall, Ayanna Price, Morris uh, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day, for breath in our lungs, for breathing in us on today today, and giving us a new beginning, an opportunity to be alive and to speak into lives and to be open to your peace, to your joy, um, to be open for whatever you have for us on today. We thank you for life, Lord. Now, Lord, I pray, Lord, as you speak through this humble vessel, Lord, I pray that their ears will be open, that all hearts will be receptive, um, to what you have to say, Lord, I pray that you would speak, Lord, only you, not flesh, Lord, that you would speak through him and say whatever you need to say um, for to us, to our hearts, to our friends, whatever we need to share, whatever it is, Lord, have your way, have your way on this podcast. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for a beautiful night in Jesus name. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministries. That's now the Living Word Ministries. That's now the Living Word Ministry. No one without. Well, we believe no one should go without gospel. No one should go without salvation. No one should go without the rivers of living water. No one should go without a home. No one should go without food. No one should especially go without the bread of life. And you know who that bread is? That's Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, you should not go without the bread of life. You should not go without the love of God. You should not go without Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the light. 
of our salvation. And Jesus is the reason you will make it. Jesus is the reason you'll make it through that trauma. Jesus is the reason you'll make it through that pain. Jesus is the reason you will make it. You will make it through that loss. Jesus is the reason you will make it through that divorce. Jesus is the reason for everything. Because in him, all things are held together. In him, all things exist. In him, we literally are moving through life, having our being as human beings in the spiritual understanding. And it is because of Jesus. I want to say bless you for being here. Bless you. Bless you. You could have been anywhere. You could have stopped. You could be listening to someone else's podcast. But God bless you. May he bless you with a miracle. Bless you with a word. Bless you with understanding. Bless you with wisdom. Bless you with strength. Bless you in your health. Bless you in your body. Bless you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Today we are out on the road as the Lord hit me with an unction to, to, to drop the next part of the series we are in. And it's called A New Season. As you can hear the background, that's cars going by. But this is a new season. God is doing a new thing, a thing like you've never seen before, a thing bigger than the Azusa Street movement, a thing bigger than what you have seen in the Pentecost, the thing bigger than the Welsh revival. This is the new thing. And so with that being said, what we're going to do is we're going to get into prayer. We're going to go ahead and dive into prayer in hopes that this will give you. No, no, not in hopes. We decree and declare that this will be your time of revelation, your time of understanding, your time that your eyes will be open wider and your ears will be open at a greater level and that you will receive all that God has for you in Jesus name. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You are now worshiping with and rocking with now the Living Word Ministry. That's now the Living Word Ministry. You heard me now, the Living Word Ministry. No one without. Well, we believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without salvation. No one should go without rivers of living water. No one should go without jesus christ no one should go without a relationship with god no one should go without the understanding of what god has for them no one should go without the ability to hear what god is saying in this hour no one should go without the peace of god i am your host shepherd faith ap 
shepherd faith as I have been called out, ordained, and set forth to bring you the gospel, the whole gospel, and nothing but the gospel. So help me God. I stand before you today to bring you into what God is calling us into in this hour. There is no doubt about what he is doing. There is a new thing going on. There is a new move of God and a fresh move, a fresh oil and a fresh anointing. There are new doors that are being opened in the dimensions of realms that you cannot see there are things that are happening in the natural that are indications of which you are not seeing in a realm that is spiritual that where a war of legality and a war of legal principles and a war hallelujah of armies is taking place i said a war of armies is taking place a war between the armies of god and the armies of the enemy a war between the armies of good and the armies of evil a war between the armies of light and the armies of darkness this is a season unlike you've never seen before. The Bible has told us and dictates the history of things that have happened and literally tells us of things that are coming. But now we're in a new season where we're standing in what was once prophesied. We're standing in which was once said in the past that was to occur in the future. We're standing in a present that was already predicted in the past. You and I stand in God's final showdown. We're in a year of the final showdown with the enemy. We're in a year where God is about to set fire to a generation that has not known him that has not thought to known him but have only craved to do what they want to do to live their own truth to walk their own walk to be woke in their own awakeness this is literally impossible because we're born blind spiritually born unable to see or understand what's happening around us in the realm or in a world that we cannot see yes 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 i know you're looking for word you're looking for scripture but right now god wants me he's telling me the holy spirit is leading me and i'm following his lead listen if you've been following with us, you know we're in a word right now called a new season. And God is doing something real, real, real strong in this new season. Now, what do I mean when I say a new season? Well, if I was to give you the secular understanding of what a season is out of the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a season can be defined as each of the four divisions of a year spring summer autumn fall winter these are seasons we talked about this in the first episode in the first episode of this series the first delivery the first word of this series a season also can be a part of a year when something particular 
happens. Mating season, uh, the rainy season. Uh, okay, let's keep it. Let's bring it to you. Football season, basketball season. These are different parts of a year when things happen. But a year can also be a watch this a period of a year in which a place is most busy or frequented for business. These are the years. These are the seasons that are inside of a year. Amen. These are the seasons that are inside of a small block of time. Amen. And so these are different types of years. Then we have an extended undefined period of time that is defined as a season. It's archaic. Archaic means it's in a spiritual realm, in a different, higher level of uh, or a higher realm that we are not privy to know without the help of God. Without God's understanding, we can't understand anything about seasons. Are you with me? Don't go to sleep. We're getting there. What? Okay, a season is also a portion. Watch this. It's also the biblical understanding or the Bible's understanding of a season can be like a season, uh, the season can be a certain area of time, past, present, or future, historical, present, or futuristic. These are the seasons. Now, let's. why am I bringing all of this to your point? Because you have to understand what a season is. We covered all this in the first. If you want more, more of it, I just go back to the first episode of the series and more of it is laid out for you for what a season is. Amen. Okay, so listen, listen, listen. So, with that being said, let's move forward because I, I hear I, the Holy Spirit is telling me to move forward. Watch this. So we were we are in the book of John, chapter six, started at verse 11. Uh, and I do believe I wound up going back to maybe 10 to begin, because here we're finding where Jesus is walking and thousands of people are following him they've seen what he's doing they've heard the word of god they've felt the life of his presence they're walking in the glory of his light they're loving the wisdom that he is pouring out but they also see the glory that god is working through him the glory that god is showing through him the power that god is showing through him by way of miracles by way of the miraculous by way of turning water into wine, uh, by way of healing a young man on the brink of death, by way of moving in a power that they have never seen any of their religious leaders do. No one in the temple had done what he done. No one in the temple had spoke with the authority he spoke with. No one in the temple had healed those that had been healed, had made a man who could not walk for 38 years able to walk. No one had done this. And so this is where we find him. We find him with him and his disciples, his disciplined ones. Remember, we talked about this. And here we find that Jesus is now giving them and talking to them in the analogy or he's given. He's taking the word bread and he's taking that bread and he's using it to explain who he is. He says, watch this. And he says. And quickly, Jesus says, 
he says at verse 10 now mind you this this crowd has been they've been following him for three days without food without drink and so Jesus poses a question to his disciples in order to see have they gotten a revelation of who he is and that his, of his ability to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Uh, did you catch that? They, 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 they're trying. He's trying to see how aware of them, of how aware his disciples are of who he is and what he's able to do. How he's able to do what needs to be done right when it needs to be done. How he's able to make the provision. How he's able to make the healing. How he's able to give a word of restoration. How he's able to teach those who couldn't be taught or weren't willing to be taught. How he's able to do things that no one before him had been able to accomplish. Hey, amen. Say amen. Praise God. Follow me. Follow me. Don't go to sleep. Pay attention. Put your foot. Hey, pay attention. Focus. Focus. This is the word of God. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. The power of the anointing is here. Hallelujah. Your eyes are open. Your ears hear greater in the spirit realm. Your mind is receiving the wisdom and the understanding. The revelation is upon you. The glory of God is in you. It is within you and it is around you. Listen, listen, listen. And so after he has done this, they followed him for three days. He noticed that they are weary in his heart and in his mind. He's already to provide. He's already set to provide what they need. He's already knows that they're hungry. He already knows that they've been with him for three days. He already knows that if they go another moment without eating, they'll probably be faint or pass out on the way home. Jesus is already knowing what's going on. And so what he does is in the moment of their need, he utilizes the opportunity, utilizes. He takes the opportunity. He uses this opportunity to explain to them exactly who he is. He utilizes this opportunity to say, this is all you need. I am all you need. I am your provision. I am your substance. I am your water. I am all that you have a need of. And so listen to what he says. And so at verse, at verse, uh, He's already posed a question to his disciples. He's asked them. He said the people are hungry. He lets them know that he knows that they're hungry. And then he says, well, what are we going to do about it? I'm paraphrasing. And so him already knowing in his heart that he's going to make the way because God has given him the, 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 the power to make the way. He says he, he begins to go forward with the mission that he had already planned on doing after feeding them the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, the word that build the faith, the word that makes the way. And now it's time to show his glory, to show the power of God to provide in any circumstance, but all because they had followed him 
and followed after the word of God. They followed after the word of God, hungry in the body, but following for the wisdom. Hungry in the body, but starving for the word. Hungry and thirsty, but following the glory of the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Shout hallelujah for the glory of God. Listen, 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 listen. And so at verse 10 of chapter 6 of the, uh, the gospel according to John. And Jesus said, make the men to sit down. Now, watch this. And Jesus said, make the men to sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in numbers of about 5,000. Another one said in ranks of 50. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed the disciples to the disciples, the disciples to them that were, watch this, sat down. Likewise, of the fishes as much as they would. Then when they were, when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments. They're here to gather up the fragments that remain. Come on. Ragger, gather up, watch this. The, and that word fragment is the broken pieces. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to come back to that. Gather up the broken pieces. Don't leave nothing behind. Gather up the broken pieces, the remnants. Remnant means remainder. So grab the broken pieces, the remainder of food. But watch this. And watch this. That nothing be loss the bible records that jesus said the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost have you been feeling lost because jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost have you felt like you didn't know where you were going because jesus came to seek and to save that was lost which was lost have you felt like you're going in circles or in a cycle of chasing your tail because jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost so to be lost is to be in a good place in your life right now, because if you think you already know where you're going, but you don't really know where you're going, you won't be willing to be led by God. And if you can't be led by God, you can't be called a son. Because the Bible tells us, and Jesus quoted this himself as the word of God, as God's mouthpiece. He said that them that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over any spirit that is trying to distract you, over any hindering spirit, over any spirit of bondage, blinding, over any spirit that seeks to try and distract you. I bind any form of intimidation and aggravation. I declare peace in your household, peace in your on your workplace, peace in your car, peace in your uh, man cave, peace at the gym, peace wherever you're listening to this at, peace. If there is war going on in your city or your nation, I declare the peace of God and loose the angels of peace around you right now as a shield. Stay focused in the name of Jesus. So be it. So listen, 
I need you to catch this. The Holy Spirit wants you to catch this. Stay close. Don't don't fall off. Don't falter. Don't break. Don't crumble. Listen. And so now what's going on is now Jesus, he says, gather the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Watch this. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above over and above uh, unto them that had eaten so they grabbed what was left over and left behind and brought it and put it into 12 baskets 12 is a number that symbolizes the authority of god it symbolizes governmental authority or power so him grabbing the fragments of what was left over symbolizes the governmental power and authority god has over hunger the governmental authority and power god has over your lack or what you don't have the governmental authority and power god has over your for you over your thirst the governmental power and authority that god has over your brokenness over your wounded heart over your wounded soul over your broken mind over your shattered relationship with god yes yes god loves you he loves you so much he sent his son he sent his son not just to die for you but to live for you let that sink in you see we we always talk about that he died for us but some of us need to sometimes focus on the fact that he lived for us because you see if he does not live for you of the life that you couldn't live on your own the life without committing evil the life without gossiping the life without player hating the life without uh, uh, um, a backsliding the life without chasing after women that you're not married to the lifestyle without chasing after men that you're not married to the life without going the wrong way in your sexuality the life without the different things that we face he defeated and beat them all the Bible says he was tempted in every way that we are tempted, yet without sin. Death couldn't hold him because he was without sin. The Bible clearly defines to us, I believe it's Romans chapter 6 verse 32. But I know it's in Romans chapter 6. He says the way it's in the book of Romans. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is life eternal, eternal life Jesus never sinned never cussed out an old lady never cussed out a child never abandoned his fort never talked crazy to people never shot dice on the corner never ran with the homies you hear me follow me follow me don't get lost no 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 he never embezzled money he never robbed a bank come on come on come with me no 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 white collar crime no blue collar crime nothing no little white lies none of that he never fell into what we fell into and so he lived the life that we could not live on our own as adam was born in the garden and all of our lives were in him by way of inheritance and so god took all of our lives and placed them in jesus that we by his perfect way of living never doing evil we would inherit that 
if we receive him. Did you know that you could receive Jesus if you, I mean, you could receive forgiveness of everything that you have ever done that the world, that people would not ever forgive you for in Jesus. God wipes the slate clean. Jesus lived every day of 33 years without ever giving in to evil without ever sleeping with somebody's wife or somebody's husband, without ever giving in to a homosexual desire, without ever doing anything that had to do with hurting a child or hurting a grown woman or hurting an old lady, never doing anything that we have fallen weak to, never telling a lie. Can you imagine that? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I have to give you this. The Holy Spirit is driving me this way. And I want, because someone under, someone that's listening to this needs to know that they can be forgiven of that sin that they don't want to tell nobody about. That they have, they have already been forgiven in Christ, but they have to receive it. How do I receive it? I hear you asking. I can read your mind. How do I receive it? It's as simple as receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior accepting the gift jesus is the gift the present in your present the present that's being presented to you as you listen to this that jesus is your righteousness jesus restores you into a right relationship with god jesus has restored all of us who has received him into a right relationship to communicate with god to be loved on by god to be cared for and protected by god because we are in his son what you mean in his son ap i don't get it what do you mean holy ghost in his son well it's this simple the holy spirit says that when because of because we and when we receive jesus christ as our lord and savior we inherit his person and his presence we literally inherit him he becomes the shell and the armor around us that god sees and no longer sees the sinful person that we used to be the evil person that we used to be the liar we used to be the pimp we used to be the prostitute we used to be the stripper we used to be he doesn't see the crooked cop we used to be he doesn't see that he doesn't see it he sees his son that never sinned he sees his son who walked it out and then he gives us the holy spirit to stand up in us and to walk and to give us the power to enable us in other words to give us the power he gives us power that we don't have on our own somebody better shout amen hallelujah he gives you, he gives me the power to walk away from the dope game. Yeah, yeah. To walk away from slanging, to walk away from moving up the block, hitting licks and scheming, to walk away from white collar crimes and check schemes and, 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 uh, and, uh, and uh, income tax fraud and evasion. He gives us a way. To turn away from the things that we couldn't turn away from.
I, I, I stand here uh, uh, in amazement and in a way to to tell you who God is to you. God is your righteousness. God is your strength. And today God wanted me to remind you that this you're in a new season. A new season of his glory and grace. A new season of his favor. A new time and a new era to see God move in your life if you will accept it. Some of us have received Christ but haven't received God. Some of us have received Christ but haven't received the power that the Holy Spirit gives us to move boldly in the things that God has chosen for us to move in. Amen. So listen, listen, let's get back to the word. Uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit guided me that way. And I was and I was a willing, willing vessel to go. But for time's sake, I want to go ahead and come down the home stretch. And so at John chapter 6, 14, he's, verse 14, he says, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, watch this, watch this that Jesus did said this of a truth said this is of a truth this is true that that prophet that should come into the world so they're saying they see him they're like this is the prophet this is the one we've been waiting for this is the one that my granddaddy's granddaddy's granddaddy been telling my grandfather my father and me about 6 at verse 15 when Jesus that John uh, 6 at 5 verse 15 when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king he departed again into the mountain himself alone Jesus did not seek to take the glory they were going to make him become the king to make him but it was a king that they wanted the king that they wanted is the king watch this the king that would come and conquer the Romans because that's what they had been told. They had a misunderstanding of the scripture and they believed that the king was supposed to come and, 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 and put their enemies under their feet and subdue them and destroy them. And then the Jews would be happy and then they would. And, and, and the, the thing was they, they had a, a, a misunderstanding of what it was and so when he came a lot of people were disappointed a lot of people didn't know what to expect john the baptist was one of them he was he was connected to the old testament as his mother and father were both old testament linked directly to the aaronic priesthood which means they were directly um descendants of the priest of the Jewish priest Aaron and um, I believe it's Abiathar but whoa I digress let's keep moving forward for time's sake and so John himself had sent for Jesus sent his disciples to Jesus after he heard what Jesus was doing because what he had heard was not what he ex expected he expected the same thing everyone else expected they expected him to come as the king of God that would come and save the world totally out of a line totally out and out of line with what the scriptures and the word of God teaches us that he would come meek and mild 
riding on an ass, riding on a donkey, that is. That he would come with no comeliness about him, meaning he wouldn't be this big, handsome, big chin hero with the sword riding on a white horse to come save them. But he would come meek and mild and you wouldn't even recognize him if you seen him. And so moving forward, he had made the provision where there seemed to be no provision. Now, honestly, the, we've always focused on what he's done with the fish and totally sometimes we miss the move of God. We miss that he miraculously displays and revealed a character trait in God within the Son. That if you seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. They had sought after the word. They had hungered for the wisdom. They followed the man that is the son of God. They went after him with all of their heart and they were rewarded as in being taken care of and provided for, for their hunger, for their thirst in the body and their thirst in the mind for their hunger in the belly and their hunger in the soul for their hunger and thirst within their natural bodies and then their hunger and thirst for what was needed in their spirit man In this new season, the Holy Spirit wants me to ask you, what are you following God for? What are you chasing after God for? What are your motives for coming to the house of God? What are your motives for becoming the house of God? What are your true motives? Because the Bible tells us that God searches the hearts and minds and tries the reins in the heart. He knows the inward parts of a man. He knows what you're thinking. The, the, I do believe it was the uh, psalmist David, the king, who said that you know my thoughts from afar off. In other words, you know what I'm thinking before I think it. You know what I'm about to say before I say it. You know what I'm about to pray and why I pray it. The Holy Spirit wants to know why are you coming after God? Why are you seeking after God? Why are you hungry for God? What is the reason that you are coming after him? Is it because you want your blessing? <laughs> is it because you want your next house? Is it because you want that foreign, that whip? Is it because you want a new move in your life? You ready for your next? Why are you chasing after God? Because in this new season, your true motives will be exposed and laid before God. Your true motives, our true motives will be laid before us, bare for us to see 
who we really are. Who we really are. Who are you and what are you seeking God for? You see, because the reward is only going to be given. The reward that extends beyond this life. The reward that we can take beyond the grave. The reward that we can move from this realm, from this place that we are in, from this body that will go into the ground and decay and be eaten by worms. We, the only thing we can take beyond is the word the only thing we can take beyond the grave is salvation the only thing we can take beyond the grave is eternal life the only thing we can take beyond the grave is every promise that God has given to those who love him and those who hold on to his word and hold on to him with all we have that is the reward But the Lord wants me to ask you, why are you following me? Why are you really coming after me? Because if we go further in this, we'll find that Jesus goes on further to walk, to send the disciples off after everything is done and to stay behind, to go to a mountain and pray. And the the disciples go off in a boat to go on the water. And as they go on the water, a storm comes raging and they think they're about to die. And just as they feel that they're about to die, Jesus comes walking on the water. But the book of Mark tells us that he would have passed them by in the turmoil in the rain in the tossing of the boat in the shaking of the ship in the overturning of it he would have passed them by but why Jesus why would you have passed them by when they were about to drown when they could have died when they could have been submerged underwater because he sent them The Holy Spirit said, because I sent them. And when I send you, you're going to make it if you go. There's nothing that's going to stop you when you go. If I sent you when you go, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Nothing can stop you when I send you. Nothing can destroy you when I employ you. Nothing can break you when I make you, says God, says the Holy Spirit, says Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, they were so frightened that when he came on the water and and would have passed them by in the book of Mark. That's what it said. He said it would have and he would have passed them by. Listen, it showed that he was on the mountain. Then he was by the shore. Then he was going on the water and he was almost passing them by. This is the move of the Holy Spirit as in the beginning when he hovered over the water. He wasn't just walking. He was hovering in all of his glory so fast at the speed, defying the very principles of gravity and the very laws of physics. And he was moving past them to meet them where he sent them because he sent them nothing could stop him 
Nothing could stop those who God sent. Oh, you might be able to try to hinder because if you also look at the word of God, it'll say that they were rowing and they were striving. And Mark's book said that they were they were they were uh, uh, toiling at rowing. Toiling means that there was a struggle. They were having a hard time rowing, trying to get to the destination they were sent to. They were having a hard time rowing, trying to get to the destination that they were sent to. But the Bible says that Jesus was about to pass them by. He he would have passed them by had they not what cried out. But when they seen him, they were in such terror. When they seen him, they didn't even recognize him. They had to call out to him. He had to call out to them and tell them, don't be afraid. It is I. How many times have we been sent to a destination? Things begin to get rocky. So rocky that we don't even recognize God when he comes to save us. We don't recognize him for fear because we're so focused on everything happening around us. We can't see him clearly. We think he's the devil. We don't know what is happening. We think he's a demon. We get to screaming and crying because the problems that are before us are looking so spectacular that in reality, what we begin to do is we panic and the panic distorts our vision. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fear distorts our vision. Distress distorts our vision. Worry distorts our vision. Anxiety distorts our vision. Can't see clearly. Heart racing. Worried about the light bill. Worried about the car note. Worried about the doctor bill. Worried about the chest pain. Worried about the head pain. I'm speaking right now for me right here. Look at that. Worried about the abdomen pain. Worried. When in reality, if he sent us, nothing's going to stop us. If he sent you and he told you to go, he's prepared to meet you where you're going to be, to meet you along the way, to guide you along the way and to protect you when the trouble comes to protect us. I'm reminded that when Peter received a revelation that he was a son of God. A lot of us, I've heard it preached, you know, and it's a guy, it's a good revelation that his brother Andrew uh, had gotten the revelation that he was the Messiah, right? But that's what he says, the Messiah or the Christ, the anointed one. However, Peter gets the revelation that he is not only the Messiah, but that he is the son of the living God. Then Peter later gets the revelation that he has the words of life. Who is God to you? Who is he to you in your struggle? 
because he's always God and he's always able and he's always watching. As you can see in the book of Mark, you'll see it'll tell us that he was watching them toil at rowing. He never took his eyes off of them. He never stopped watching over them. He never, ever stopped. And when he got in the boat, <laughs> the Bible says that all at once they were at the land. So as fast as he got in the boat, they were at the land. The storm ceased and they were at the land. They had reached their destination and all the toiling and rowing, they reached the destination in speed, expediently and very quickly. They reached it like a quantum leap. They reached it like they were transported through a transporter. They reached it as though they had stepped through a time machine and reached through the one end of time into another end of time. They went from one season of serving and distributing the food, distributing, uh, distributing the bread, the word from distributing the word of God, from the son of God, from distributing the fish, the meat of the word to those that were hungry, that they would eat and be filled and that nothing would be left behind. Nothing would be broken. Nothing would be lost. They picked up everything and every piece that was left by those who had been fed just in order to show. Watch this. That God would never leave you behind. He would never leave you. No matter how broken you are. How fragmented your life is. No matter how many pieces your life has been shattered into like a broken mirror. God would never leave you behind. If you never let go of his hand. If we never let go of his hand, if we never give in to the temptation to look back and return to the vomit of the world, return to the death of the world, return to the separation from God. But they moved as if they had been transported. Once he stepped in the ship, they had instantly been transported into safety and out of a season of toiling and rowing. When they came from a season of abundance and feeding, when they had uncertainty, when they didn't know how they would feed or be fed themselves, they trusted God, followed God, and God provided for them everything that they needed. They went out of being provided for to a point where they could provide for others into toiling and into trouble and into thinking that they would die, into distress and into the troubles of life, and then only to see Jesus about to go past them up to meet them where he told them that they were going because he had the power to make sure that they would make it. 
He had the power to make sure that they were there because when you're sent by God, nothing can stop you. So he goes from the season of distribution, the season of being fed and distributing and, 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 and feeling successful to a season of rowing and trouble and storms and pain and fear and anxiety to a season, watch this, of making it through to the other side by the power of God. They made it to their destination in a new season, in a new time, in a new setting, in a new era in a new moment to move in a new dispensation of what God had called them to do. You're in a new season. But one more thing the Lord wants me to remind you back at John six, verse 10, because this is important. At six, verse 10, at 6 verse 10 he says watch this and Jesus said make the men sit down why is this important because sitting down watch this to, and he distributed to them that were sat down why is this important because sitting down is a place write this down sitting down is a place to focus a time to focus sitting down is a time to rest Write that down. Sitting down is a time to focus and a time to rest. Sitting down is a time to relax and a time for clarity. Sitting down is a time for God to give us our next move for the new season. So he, he, and he told, he told them to make the men to sit down. Remember the word of God in the book of Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, he says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes God has to make us sit down. Sometimes he has to make us slow our roll. Sometimes he has to do things or allow our decisions to put us in a position where we finally have to rest and move, stop all motion to hear and to be fed and to receive what he has for us. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord, I need you. I need your love. I need, I need you. Keep feeding me so I can keep feeding them. Keep distributing to me so I can keep distributing to them. So that we all can eat. I distribute it to us. Excuse me, Father. So make the men to sit down. That grassy place is a courtyard. It's a meadow. It's a place of tranquility full of the beauty of God but let's keep going so make the men to sit down and then to them that sat down watch this to them that sat down let me tell you that what is to them that sat down those who were willing to be submissive to God and to submit and to sit down willingly humbly humbly 
so that they can receive, not knowing everything, not having the answer to every question, not thinking I am the one and no other one gets revelation like me, but to come to him as little children. Because he told us when he's when they when the disciples and the word of God, the Bible tells us that when the disciples were trying to tell the children and going off, go play, don't bother him. He said, don't you stop the little children from coming to me. Because the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is as such for these. What is he saying? He's saying that the kingdom of heaven, in order to be successful in the kingdom of heaven, this is how you must come. Every day of every minute, we must come to God as a child looking to learn, as a child looking to be fed, as a child looking to be protected, as a child looking to be nurtured, as a child looking to be strengthened by his word, as a child looking to grow, looking to be fed, looking to go to the next level off his word and off his substance, off his provision and off his ability to direct us. And we speak what he says and we move in the authority that he gives us and we walk the walk that he gives us and we mature but we always come to him as children because God the foolishness of God is better than is greater than the wisdom of any man and because there is no foolishness in God I heard one wise man of God say the foolishness of God you want to see the foolishness of God go look in the mirror We're the foolishness of God. The lowest level of his intellect is us. We are his lowest level of intellect as he resides in us and we are in him, especially if we're not listening or yielding to his word. But I'm moving forward. I'm coming down the home stretch. I'm coming down the home stretch. Give me about a few more minutes. Don't you get sleepy. Here we go. I'm almost out of time. Time is coming down to an end. Listen, listen, listen. To them that were sat down, sitting down, look at it, to them that were sat down. The Bible says in Christ we are seated in heavenly places. So now this changes your whole look is sitting down in submission because to sit down in submission is to really be seated, seated in authority, to be seated in power, to be seated with everything around us that authority brings in royalty that means nothing is missing nothing is lacking nothing is broken everything is at our disposal if we would just submit and serve god with a loving heart to them that were sat down i'm going there listen to them that were sat down listen okay we already said the seat is a place of authority the seat is a throne watch this the seating is a place of humility and a posture of submission. Seating in the throne to be seated before God, to be seated as a little child, to be come to him before him boldly, but humbly knowing that I am but a child of God and I constantly need God to survive. I cannot survive without God and on my own and outside of his purpose and destiny for my life. It won't happen. It won't happen. I always wind up going in some sort of circle, some sort of cycle that literally draws me or pushes me away, draws me away from God or opens me up to the enemy. 
Listen, 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 listen. We're in a new season and we're wrapping it up. We're closing out. I'm almost home. Watch this. And so listen. This is what he said. Listen to what he says. He says, seeding is a place of humility and a posture of submission. Watch this. But pride is rooted and removed in the seeding and before the seeding. So when I sit down in my posture of submission, humbly before God, as a child, as his son, who's humbly and hungrily depended upon him, my pride is snatched up like we snatch a weed out of a garden. Watch this. It's removed as I sit in humility and submission. Pride is removed in the seeding. Write that down. Pride is removed in the seeding. And watch this, it's removed in the seating and before the seating. So I can't even sit down with pride in me. I can't sit down with haughtiness in me. I can't sit down stubborn. I can't sit down uh, um, arrogant or as a narcissist. I can't sit down because I won't bow. Watch this, watch this. And so, and likewise, he distributed the fishes. So the meat. Now, you know, we come to him as as a newborn, new creation, reborn from above in his image. But we're babies. And so we desire as Paul calls the sincere milk of the word. We desire the sincere milk of the word. Okay. Praise God. We desire the sincere milk of the word. So watch this. And then we get the bread. We get the bread of life. We get the milk of the word. We get the water that washes us clean of the word. And then we need the meat. What is the meat? Say first we get the bread. Watch this. We get the bread of life through being disciplined in the desiring of the sincere milk of the word watch this then as we elevate through sitting down as we elevate through sitting down we are now ready for the meat of the next level of the abundance of the power of god in christ so as we sit down as we get the meat of the word we begin to elevate as we sit down in humility. We are bowed down in submission and lay flat before God. We begin to elevate in his presence through humility and through uh, through humility, patience and 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 um, and the strength to deny all pride. And then we get the next level of abundance. That means a large amount, unlimited amount of revelation of the uncovering of understanding of information that God has saved for us. Those who are completely dependent on him, completely relying upon him and who love him with all our heart, mind, soul and strength. And then he distributes the power of God in Christ in order that we may distribute as much as he would give us with the wisdom and understanding on who is ready and who is not 
as revealed by the Holy Spirit. We're in a new dispensation, in a new season where God is delivering the power of his glory and he's delivering it only to those who will seek him first, who will trust him with all their heart, who will love him with all their heart, their soul, their mind, and their, all their heart and soul, their mind and their strength, who will follow him when I can't see nothing, who will follow him when there's nothing present, who will follow him through the storms and the trials, who will follow him through the wind and the waves who will follow him even if he does even if he decides that he will pass us by to meet us where he sent us who will trust it when he sent us that's where we're going and nothing can stop us and that the gates of hell would not prevail against us and that no hair on our head will be harmed and that no weapon formed against us will prosper and that not an enemy on the earth not an enemy in the heavens not an enemy that we can see or an enemy that we can't see not a witch nor a warlock not a voodoo doctor or hoodoo doctor not a practicer of elf and dark magic or light magic nothing will stop us nothing can break us nothing can impede us because God has sent us no weapon form we'll walk on the heads of the snakes the demons walk on the heads of the serpents the wolves we will tread on them and take them up crush their skulls and overrun them by the power of God because he is with us. Emmanuel, God is with you. Emmanuel, God is within you. Emmanuel, God is beside you. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. Emmanuel, the Holy Spirit is in us, in you, with us, guiding us, strengthening us, driving us, covering us and shielding us God is with you but in this new season will you be with God no matter what the price he or she who has the Holy Spiritual ears to hear receive say I receive it I believe it I accept it Holy Spirit show me take me teach me anoint me Arm me, equip me, empower me with your strength so that I can glorify my Father in heaven. In Jesus' name, all glory be to God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to now the Living Word Ministries. Now the Living Word Ministries, that's now the Living Word Ministries. No one without. We believe no one should go without the gospel. No one should go without truth. No one should go without salvation. No one should go without enlightenment. No one should go without Jesus Christ. Listen, if you've been listening to this episode and when you found yourself wanting, you found something missing in your life. Something just is not lining up with what you've heard today. 
and you want to rededicate your life to Christ or you want to come to Christ. Something you've heard today has made you say within yourself, I need Jesus. I need salvation. I need a relationship with God. I need to be at peace with my God. I don't want to take the chance that I may face him and he say he doesn't know me and I have to go to hell, to a fiery place separated from God in torture and torment. And I'm not trying to scare you, but I got to be real with you. Nobody wants to be separated from God. Nobody wants to be alone. Nobody wants to be in a place without God. If that's you and you don't know Jesus, but you want to make him your Lord and Savior, then repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you as a sinner. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. I know I can't do this without Jesus Christ. And so I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior over, over my life. I believe that he died and lived for me. And I make him Lord over my life. But I also believe that you raised him up, that you brought him back to life on the third day with all power. And I stand with him and in him and I give my life to you in the name of Jesus. So help me God. Now repeat after me. If you have received him, Holy Spirit, stand up in me. Rise up in me. Give me strength to walk with you, to talk with you, to hear you, to understand you, to go the way that you direct me to go. I rededicate and commit my life to you. I will no longer go astray or be satisfied with the ways of the world. Feel me, prepare me, equip me. I commit to you, Jesus. I, I walk again with you, Father. Holy Spirit, I thank you for never leaving me. These things we thank you and we declare and decree in Jesus' name, so be it. Now, as this 
as we end this episode, but we don't leave out of your sight. Heavenly Father, I ask that you watch over, bless, keep, cover, guard, and shield those who are listening under the sound of my voice, but not just them. Watch over their homes, their families, their children, their cities, their nations, their provinces. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, cover their, their coming to, their coming ins and their going out. Father, we thank you for heavenly provision, for grace, for strength, for wisdom, for knowledge, revelation, for prophetic utterances. Father, for understandings and interpretation of divine dreams and revelations. Father, for this um, understanding of tongues and interpretation of tongues. For more grace, pour upon us more grace, more grace, more grace, more anointing, an open heavens and an open earth. Father, I loose angels of the living God around them in billions upon billions of legions and hordes of angels, holy angels of the Lord's armies to guard them and encamp them around them. Because you promised, Father, that your angels encamp around those who fear them, that you would keep us free from the pestilence, from the arrows that fly by day, from the terror and destruction that walks in the darkness, from the pestilence that walks in the darkness, and that you will anoint our hair with oil, and that you will overturn every enemy, and that our enemy will come at us one way and flee seven ways, seven thousand ways and seven million ways, to the glory of God, to the glory of our Father in his son, we receive all that you are in abundance. And we seek you first, knowing that all everything that we need and everything that we have a need of is already ours and added to us in Christ Jesus. We bless you, Father. Let your face be against our enemies. Let your hand and your fist be against their armies. And let your mercy rest in our hearts on our lives and everywhere that we go your favor shines in Jesus name and everyone that is under the sound of my voice say amen so let it be all glory be to God Walking with the Lord, the Bible in my sword Cause the evil one growling like a lion when he roar I'm ready for the war, he won't be me no more In Christ I got the victory, it's over for the boy Standing in the spirit, he see it and he fear it I'm protected by the blood, he can hear it in my lyric When he bring the pain, get rebuked in Jesus name I'm running with his tail so can't you see I chain? Yeah! On the streets I'm praising, God is amazing, Lord you're so amazed True author of the Bible, he gave man the inspiration God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing Please look out for me And here's my proof, God been calling me ever since my youth well back then, if only I knew Would you overhead store, I would've never run to you Hey, I don't wanna be a rich man I'd rather be Lazarus In the bosom of Abraham With love, peace, and happiness Hey, I'd rather be feeble than the camel Trying to pass through the eye of a needle for freeing my people He can't part with his possessions Then the Lord ain't gon' believe Hey 
On the streets I'm praising God is amazing Lord you're so amazing True author of the Bible God is amazing, Lord is so amazing The Bible said the meek shall inherit the earth And those whom God has chosen, he has ordained thee for birth Satan knows your worth, he wants to see you cursed Before you come to God, he'd rather see you in the hearse That's why he wants you banging, fornicating and slanging If he can keep you occupied, he can keep you hanging On to a wire, chasing your desire So you can swim eternally with him in the lake of fire Where everybody weeps with national teeth No more getting turned up, you'll be burning up with grief Begging for forgiveness, crying for forgiveness Looking to an ending of a pain with no ending Yeah, on the streets I'm praising God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing True author of the Bible, gave man the inspiration God is amazing, Lord you're so amazing Please look out for me